Morrison. And this is this week in car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This week in car audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, base? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. This show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, and internet sensation, movie star, world traveler, uh, co-judge, Jeffrey Fernandez. What's going on, Jeff? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, how you doing, Doug? Uh, pretty good. Tell us a little bit about where you're at, my friend. Uh, I'm actually here visiting my uncle Caesar at uh, <laughs> at his palace here in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, you can see the background. Man, I wish I could turn the camera around and show you this room. It's really awesome. They uh, they upgraded me to a petite suite, um, and it's uh, it's got like this jet uh, hot tub and. I had the uh, <laughs> the jets going earlier, but it was too loud. So, you know, I was actually going to go to the pool because they got this humongous pool out here and do the show from the pool. But, right. uh, He's just showing off. He's just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I just checked in and I was like, oh, man, I got to do this. I, I, I got to check in with the uh, the pool guys. And yeah, I was like, man, let me just uh, put something. Uh, let me put something on my, uh, well, let's see here. So yeah, you can kind of see there's the pool area. Uh huh. Looking yeah. really nice. Uh, my room. Uh, let me do a quick tour. <laughs> so, see ya. Uh, the Jets. Yeah, there you go. The Jets. <laughs> it's the closet space. And this thing. You know what this is? Wait, where, how can I, can I, yeah, you know what there, that is. There's right? your bidet. That's a bidet, right? You got to tell me how to use it. I don't know how to use it, right? <laughs> and I got this uh, walk-through uh, shower. Yeah. It's got a dual head. And now all this closet space right here. Too much closet space. I don't know why, but. <laughs> so that's so, a little, little room cleaner. Yeah. So, so who we got turning in right now? We got Daniel Martin. Martin. Uh, Mario Perella, uh, Melissa Sato. We got uh, that's my wife. Oh, is that who it is? <laughs> you have a wife, uh, Luke Valenzuela. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we are gonna have Luke Valenzuela on next week on Tuesday. We have uh, oh, cool. Moises Alejandre, uh, Lord of Base Manny's kid. He's watching on the YouTube side. So, yeah, so we got a whole bunch of people tuning in here. Um, so, uh, Jeffrey, uh, the reason we're going to have on Luke next week is because he uh, set a new record for demo cyclone um, wall. Wow. And right. yeah, so he did that over at Wyatt's show. Uh, we got mm -hmm. uh, Georgie Negron. Looks like ah, that's my boy. Another one of your boys uh -oh. tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got um, anyway. So he he set that new world record. We're going to have him on next week. 
but one cool. of the pioneers for uh, playing music loud and kind of demoing it out to people is our guest this week, Mr. Pipo Sanchez. How's it going, oh. Pipo? Hey, <laughs> man, I'm pretty pumped about this, man. This is pretty cool. Cool. I, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you out on our podcast this uh, this week. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you've done, uh, your vehicle, your what started you in car audio, that kind of stuff. OK, which one you want to know first? Uh, let's go. What started you in car audio? Was it you a know, family uh, thing? Was, how was it? No, I actually, you know, it's funny. I went back in the 90s, somewhere in the 90s. I remember going to this uh, water park in Tampa. There was some sort of uh, sound competition going on. And I went there with my brother-in-law at that time. He was uh, a DJ. He was into the music stuff. So we went there. I saw all these vehicles. And guess what? There's one vehicle that I always going to remember. And Tommy every McKinney. time I see no, actually, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> That uh, we can get to that part later. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was actually, um, it was actually Freddy's Nightmare, Virgil Williams. Okay, that's an old oh, name okay. I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Virgil Williams had this uh, white blazer. It used used to be called Freddy's Nightmare. Uh huh. And bro, I don't know that vehicle. Everybody, as soon as he came into, I came and remember how the competition was. I was probably. Man, I was probably in my 15, 16 years old. So I really don't remember that far. Um, and man, I saw that vehicle and man, I just fell in love with it. It had all these subwoofers in it. It was a nice blazer. It looked nice. It's not like you see a lot of competition vehicle nowadays. They're just, you know, just loud and let's not focus about quality work. Back then, everybody took a lot of pride. I mean, I saw some vehicles that I've probably never seen it again, how clean the installs were. Um, I remember there was a bazooka dually truck in there as well. I don't know who wow. the owner was, but it was, a, I know I seen it in a lot of old school magazines and stuff, but um, that was pretty cool. I can still remember that, but back in the years later is when I actually got into the music, when I started just doing stupid stuff at my house, buying prefab boxes and doing stupid stuff and yeah. So 2000, go ahead. So have you seen Brent Levitt's truck? Maybe, um, uh, I mean, so, as far as the name, Okay, no. so, so Brent's out of Idaho, I think, Jeff? Is that where he's Yeah, yeah he's, he's like more of a West Coast guy. Yeah, but... he, he, so he's, he's okay. a Northwest, and um, uh, you want to talk I'm about... I'm sure I've seen videos. I'm sure I've seen videos. So, so he's kind of, I don't know if he's sponsored by Rockford Fosgate or not, but he, oh, I wow. mean, he does... He does phenomenal, like very loud oh. sound quality builds with lots the of white neon. Astro Van. It is, is it the yes. white Astro Van. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. with the, all the raw four. Yeah, yes. I seen that build. Actually, uh, Jonathan Price posted a video about yes, it the other did. day. Yep. and it, it has the clear yes. um, plexi in the port. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice looking for yeah. sure. So, so there are people out there that have really nice builds. Um, DC Audio. I don't know if you've seen their bass bourbon. That thing oh, yeah. is oh, no, awesome that's clean. inside. That's clean, yeah. nice build. Uh, yes. There, there's a handful of really nice builds out there right now. So. Yeah, when I started, it really wasn't. I, right. I still remember. I still remember. I'm not going to even call that guy's name, but I still remember <laughs> his say was always to me because 
when I first took out my truck, you know, it was just this nice, pretty truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he always told me, pretty don't get you loud. <laughs> hey, do you, <laughs> do you remember that one world finals? Wayne Harris actually went on the forum and said, guys, please, we have media coming. Will you at least spray paint your boxes? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Which one was that one? That was like 2006, 2005 ish. Sometime if around it was- then. 2006, if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, wasn't it? Yeah, so so it was either Louisville or it was the last year at... Um, I think that was Cleveland, at, wasn't it? It, mm. might, it might have been. It was either then or it was at um, Nashville. I can't remember, but I do remember him going online and going, guys, yeah. please, just <laughs> at least spray paint your boxes this year. Yeah. I, I think I remember that, but yeah, man, I, I remember that stuff and... That was funny because the guy that told me literally that whole entire team, it was nothing but just white vans. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Well, and also you got to think back then too, literally people were building their cars at world finals, right? Oh yeah. They would would tear the car down. You'd bring in a truckload of wood and you'd start building it from scratch at world finals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did. I did that once in uh, Daytona, but, I did it wrong because I went and got I went and got um uh judge with the truck the way it was. Mm-hmm. Then overnight we changed the whole freaking thing. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I remember going and getting DQ. <laughs> Oops. Uh, no. um, yeah, you can't change. I guess nope. you can't change your After your you box qualify. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and I messed that one up. And I actually was louder, but I messed it all up. Ah, you live and learn. Yep. yep yeah. Yep, yep. So, so that, so that guy that, um, uh, Freddie's nightmare, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of spurred you and said, Hey, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was, and, and for people like you, I feel that it's more of, you saw the, what it did is it drew so many people to the car and that was just the start of it. And then it was just the, the way it made you feel inside. And it brought brought people to the car. So those two things it, it, combined it, are driving factors, yeah. right? It, it, it's it's what I, it's actually kind of like what I dream about it. I that's what I wanted. Okay. It's kind of it sounds stupid to some no. people, but it's really what I wanted. Uh, because of the music, yeah, I'm always been into the music. I'm always been into the music, whether it's uh, I don't care what language it is, but it's all about the bass, man. It's all about the bass and. Um, that that's that's just how I always feel about it. So so does Bonda have bass? The who? Bonda music. Who? Bonda music. Uh, you know the problem I have with that is I just hate the uh, trumpets. I completely hate the trumpet. Yeah. But but I've seen a lot of people that actually you know have their bills and you can see their flags and I'm like, oh damn, really? They actually have that much bass? I haven't tried one. In my truck, so I really can't tell you that. Be- Sorry. Being here in California, there's a lot of Bonda music out here. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's literally like, so here we have all these mid and highs vehicles, and yeah. literally all they play is all this Spanish music or mm-hmm. or even Dominican music that's extremely loud. Just Probably loud. the same thing as a Banda. You're just, yeah. just the same thing as Banda over there. Okay. All right. So, okay, so so you had this vehicle, uh, Freddy's Nightmare. It kind of inspired you. 
And then, so what was your development? What was your first equipment you bought? And what kind of vehicle and stuff? Because I'll tell you right now, everybody knows here, I was Radio Shack. I had me some <laughs> realistic 15s, right? Was my That was the first thing I bought. So where did you start? Yeah, man, I really have to answer that question. I almost feel <laughs> embarrassed about it. Uh, man, I remember, and you know, it's funny because I own my current truck. is still a 1989 Nissan truck. Okay. So back when I was 18, I purchased a 1989 Nissan truck, but it was a king cap with, uh, you know, the B6 engine, automatic, all that crap. Mm -hmm. I built that truck. I did a little system on the first box I bought. I remember it was two tens pile driver. There you go. Pile I used to have some piles. I have I have pile pro polys, <laughs> the the clear plastic cones, in eight inches in the back of a truck one time. So yeah. I know, I've been there. Yeah, but that to me was, you know, I, now that I think about it, it's like, damn, man, you really did that <laughs> on that truck. And the box was literally, it was two tens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was two tens. And it was like, man, the box was probably this big, you know, a small box. And I just threw it in the bag. I'm like, man, this is not what I want. This <laughs> no. is not, it, it doesn't give me the sound. And the net, what I did, I don't know. I don't even know where I got the sub, but it was some Concord subs. Concord. Okay, I'm not familiar with that brand. Uh, me neither at all. I still don't know. <laughs> and then I put it was two fifteens, and then I took the same pile drivers and put it on the top, and I put a bunch of Sherwood amplifiers on that truck, and it wasn't really what you know. I just did some crappy stuff, man, right. for that truck. It was my my uh, live and learn experience. Yeah. Well, I went from the uh, Pro Pile Polys to mm -hmm. Phase Three. Pyramid phase threes, okay? So, no. dude, I, I was straight ghetto, okay? So where I grew up, you go to the flea market, and whatever they sold, that's what you bought. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that was on that truck. But then on the uh, the current one that I have that I already got this truck for, man, I didn't realize it. I have it already for about 22 years. Mm -hmm. Same truck. And uh I believe, yeah, my first setup was actually, I did this big ass wall. Actually, you know, the first stupid thing I did, I did the walkthrough, of course. And I put some geo tracker seats on it. I flipped the, the side windows. So when you open it, you're like literally just, hey, what's up? You know, you're <laughs> hanging in the back of the truck behind the driver and the, and the passenger. And I put a big ass box of kicker subs. Competition, comp VRs. Kicker comp VRs, yep. Had yeah, those too. I remember. And of course, at that time, I didn't know how boxes work. So I, I designed this crazy-ass box with all this fancy wood, and I literally broke every freaking sub every week until I had zero. <laughs> I had zero. So I said, man, what the hell am I going to do? I remember at that time, you could send them back, and they'll give you new ones so i got the new ones i sold them and i bought uh, some prefab boxes yeah and i stack them two of them with two 12s i bought jbl subs i can't remember the model and i i had them facing back behind that seat man it jammed like crazy it jammed great i was happy with it yeah. and then back in 2001 when i decided i really wanted to build my truck better than the previous one mm -hmm. i met these guys which i gotta give him props because if not he's gonna cry about it 
Beyond Sound, Eric Prete, a.k.a. Gringo, and my boy um, Miguel Rodriguez. I got to give them that so that way they don't cry about it. Ah, you don't mention me. But they kind of they kind of got me to it, to knowing what DB Drag and Car Audio Competition was. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know there was such a thing. You know, so there was all this, you know, I asked DB Drag. At that time, it was I asked DB Drag, Whitley Usac. shows, USAC. I mean, there was just a few. Yep. And um, so I just started learning about it a little bit. And um, they told me, I said, hey, I'm going to build you a box, a sealed box. It's going to be louder than what you got. It's like, nah, there's no way you can't make it any louder. So they built me this box, 215s. I can't. I, I think it was precision power subs. Mm -hmm. They built me the box. Distance. Probably. Mm -hmm. They built this box and it was actually louder than it was with 215s only. So from that point on, the next thing I did, I built a wall. I took the back seat out. I took everything out and I started building a box with the same people. And I started learning about DB drag a little bit here and there. Um, I started testing the vehicle and we had an old ass mic. The, uh, Linear of course, X. yeah, we had that one. So we started testing with some, uh, some of that stuff. And we're like, man, we're, we're, we're loud, man. We're loud. So in 2002, like towards the end of the, uh, the year, uh, I went to a couple of shows and I remember the first show we went to the vehicle hit a number that was lower than what we tested. So we questioned the guys. And guess what we questioned? How if the mic was right or if they adjusted yeah. the K factor, right? Yeah. You know who we questioned? Nope. At that time, I'm sure probably Jeffrey remembers. The guys, the owner of Tim Divine Sounds. Team Divine. Tim Divine. Carlos Rodriguez, Will Alfonso. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah all those guys. Cricket, cricket, or something like that. I don't know. No, cr cricket came afterwards. Oh, cricket okay. is, right. it's, it's a lot of years later. Yeah. No, right. not the same thing. No. Uh, no, that was uh, you're talking about DB Unit. Mm, okay. <laughs> DB Unit was uh, a Florida team over here, but yeah. Team Divine Sound was like with um, Team E and E, the Eason Brothers. Okay. Oh, Jethro, okay. yeah. they're in the same, they're in the same, you know, they came around the same time. Yeah. And um, so we went to, they used to do a lot of DB drag shows because they used to go to world finals. So they do a lot of shows there to get their points for their vans and all that shit. So we went there and I still remember having this conversation with Carlos. Carlos Rodriguez was actually the first guy that came up to me and gave me a hand to understand this whole DB drag and all this competition crap. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to that show and doing that lower number. The guy that built my truck was questioning Creek, the owner of divine sounds about it. And I'm like, well. <laughs> when I finally understood how the mic worked, I was like, nah, man, we, we messed up. You know, they were right. We're wrong. And man, they beat me by like 10 DBs. Wow. <laughs> And they did it by purpose, too. They even told me, I said, you know what? We usually let new guys win, but you guy was a dick, so we're going to beat you by a lot. And they beat me, like, by 10 DVs. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the kind of stuff that drives people that are competitive, right? 
So, mm-hmm. um, so, so you had that wall, um, and then obviously you lost. So that probably drove you to go on to the next stage, which was what? So I literally just before that event, I went just so I can go back to see to tell you what I was going to tell you earlier. Okay. That same year that I started doing the DB directors, the end of the season, I didn't go to finals, of course, but I was in 2002. The, uh, during October, there was an event here in Orlando, and uh, it was the first time I took my truck out completely. Uh, and guess who was the, uh, I guess, the guest that they brought just to show something off, put it in the mic so they can see what that vehicle does? Tommy oh, McKinney. Gates. Oh, Tommy. Tommy ah, McKinney. Oh, there you go. Tommy Jeez. McKinney. Tommy McKinney comes with the uh, with the Isuzu truck when it was literally it had all the uh, Rav Four and the kicker amps in the back and all the or I think it was all Rav Four. I can't remember one or two, but he had the Diamond with the twenty four twelve same truck, same setup that he had for years, but the truck was like completely different. You know, he already competed on the truck for years already. So when I heard that truck, as far as how he played the music, you know, music itself, voices and 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 bass, I that's how I knew that's what I wanted. Did he was he playing uh, Phil Collins? Uh, in of, the course, area of course, of <laughs> course, of course, of course. That that that's his song, and that's you know. What what's crazy about it? Years later, when Carlos Rodriguez came to help me, then the person that came to help him with me was Tommy McKinney. I didn't even know Tommy like that. So those two guys are my main people, other than the guys from Beyond Sound that showed me how to get there. Those two guys gave me the the knowledge to understand what DB Drag and all these organizations were. Completely. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know how serious it was. I didn't know what gained you, what did not gain you. I didn't know none about that stuff. And literally, man, it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was sometime around now when there's uh, Labor Day weekend stuff, and they literally helped me for two days. And I can never, I don't have any words to thank them for it because I didn't even know them that much. And they took their time to help me. And a lot of people... I know a lot of people will say different about Tommy McKinney, but if you don't know him, you just don't know. Yeah. No, we, we had him on here just a couple of weeks ago. He was awesome. Um, I think he represented yep. himself very well. Uh, yep. He, he uh, told people, you know, he's going to be at the um, at the old school meetup. And, uh, Man, you you're know, gonna make me go now. I know you gotta go there. We got Alan. We got the. We got the. Um, the Riley brothers are going. Uh, we got um, Tar- Tarkin Norris is going. Norris is going. Uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Uh, Chuck Norris. What's his name? Tark Tarka. Um, Arthur. Arthur. Uh, Shaker. Yeah. Shaker. Shaker's going. Shaker's oh, Shaker. Going. Shaker. Yeah. Oh, Shaker's Team going. 420. Yes, Team 420. Team 420, he'll be there. Yep. Um, Damn. Speaking of Damn. which, real quick, if you guys need a transport to World Finals, right down below me, um, Stolman Transport, LLC. Uh, remember, he's sponsor of our show. So if you guys need a transport and you guys hook up with them before September 9th, 
uh, 10% of your transport is going to go to the West Coast Finale Prize Fund. Or if you buy some of his Lots of Watts stuff, you remember just message him about Lots of Watts stuff, $5 of that money is going to go towards the West Coast Finale also. So remember to support those who support the things you like. Um, and right now that's uh, Stolman Transport and uh, Lots of Watts. Anyway. Yeah, please please send me a link of that. Uh, you know, I'll share it. That's uh, pretty cool. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll uh, put a link together. Uh, I can do that for you tomorrow. Um, so these guys helped you out over the Memorial Week or uh, Labor Day weekend. And so what did they do to your car? Man, you know, I mean, I had some basic stuff, bro. I had, I still remember having some <laughs> interstate interstate uh, batteries, batteries, acid oh, yeah. batteries. Yeah. yeah oh. So we, you know, we built a little amp rack. We little, you know, we built this um, uh, battery rack, and then he started showing me you know, how you get your gains, you know, and we started messing with the crossover. We started testing the truck and we didn't even do this with a meter. We just uh -huh. felt like it was louder. It was way louder. So after that, man, man, it was like, here's all the money. <laughs> <laughs> just, here, just take my money. Just, yeah. You know, I mean, just, you know, I just started spending a lot because I, I, I wanted to perceive a goal, you know, I wanted to have a goal. Mm -hmm. And my goal was literally, I wasn't trying to be a champion, but I was trying to be in, up there with the champions. That That's it. And and to accomplish all the stuff that I did, man, it was just uh, amazing. It was, it's, it's what it's all about. So did you ever get a DB drag championship? No, I got close though. Okay. I got close. I, I think the, um, so <clears throat> I'm going to have to mention his name. Mention Will it. Al yeah, Will Alfonso back in 2003, I remember when I met him, he had a truck just like mine, Nissan truck. And he always told me that I could never get a 160 out of the truck. Okay. I was like, damn, really? How? I can't. I know I can't. And at that time, I was... Uh, messing with the Eason brothers okay. at Eason helped me a lot with my build. And, um, 2003, when I went to my first world finals in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, I got eighth place, which means you can actually get a trophy, which is really my goal was going to that show. You know, this is literally my first year, you know, that, that 2002, I really went to two shows this 2003 i went and got my points and i and i i learned everything about it i finished eighth and i broke the 160 and Man. we had a bet we had a bet for the whole year that i wasn't gonna do it it was a five dollar bet not gonna lie to you <laughs> but he went into the lanes when i did the number on my first qualification and he gave me the five dollars there you go and I was real fun. So he was like my kryptonite because he had the same truck as I did. And he always knew that my shit was prettier than his. Ah, I love you, Will. <laughs> were you guys in the same class or were you guys both? Uh, no, I, actually, yeah. At the beginning, that was his, he, his truck had four 15s on a okay. side, on, on a sidewalk. But then after that, he did a bigger build. But when I was competing in Super Street 3 to 4, which it was the first category I went. I'm like a dumbass with a mini truck. Just don't do that. I mean, when I went to finals that year, there was 
I want to say 10, it, nine or 10 bands in that category. And I was the only mini truck. So for me to finish eighth and getting that trophy that I, I know I still have, uh, it was what I wanted. I mean, I, I spent a lot of freaking money. I remember wrecking the truck that same year too. I wrecked my truck literally like a month, month and a half before finals. And I was already going to finals. So my truck, there's pictures of it. I took it there with an aftermarket uh, fender that said, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but I finished, you know, I finished eighth. And uh, man, the, all those guys here in Florida at that time that were competing, the Eason Brothers, Team Divine Sounds, man, they all helped me out tremendously, yeah. you know, that year. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that people that I didn't even know how close we got in just a year, man. That was yeah. cool. That that's one of the things we talk about a lot during this um, podcast is exactly um, the you know the car audio part is just a part of it. That's what brings you guys to the same location, and then um, the friendship that you gain and the camaraderie and the help you get from people you didn't even know you knew is just phenomenal and that's the greatest and especially thing about this especially when it comes from somebody that that you look up to like yeah. you do today you know because i didn't realize who was tommy until i actually met him that day that he came to help me without even talking to me so i was kind of afraid of it because you know this is the guy that i saw his truck playing and he's helping me i didn't know what to say because i felt like if i say something he's gonna be pissed up but no man he Man, him and Carlos, definitely. And not to forget this name, but I remember that weekend because I was running at that time Crossfire. Uh, Tommy McKinney called, uh, what's his name from Crossfire? Mike Jones. Oh, yeah. Yep. He called Mike Jones to see how the amps were because, you know, those amplifiers, the Crossfire 2000Ds, you took the chip out and you can run them at a higher voltage. Mm-hmm. Maybe so we call, so we call at that time that was back then maybe so we but we nobody called would ever him, do that you know but we did that <laughs> nah man hey the only problem is you got to void all the warranties <laughs> that's right you, you got to void all the warranties but um he called him on a Saturday or Sunday I can't remember which day it was and he told him which chip he needed to remove so my voltage could go higher yep so. You know, it's it's a lot of big names that were around it, and it's like, damn, you know, I, I, I met all those people, and I talked, you know, they helped me without not even knowing me. You know, that's that's the coolest thing, man. It's, it's because, you know, people see others' ambition, you know. They see them, and they're like, wow, this guy's really uh, upbeat. He's got really good positive attitude. Hey, let's help him out, you know. He, he's just, he was, we all started at the same place. You know, uh, let me help this guy out. Somebody helped me out when I first started, and and uh, they just they just see that in you. So you know, they're like, hey, let's uh, let's help them out. So yep. you know, yep. it, you guys are out there. You know, let's all have that positive attitude, and we could help each other out, and we all help each other get better. And, exactly. And, and as um, I've said on here many times, enthusiasm is contagious. So if you have an enthusiastic person. It's that the, their enthusiasm is contagious to the other people. And then you get two of those enthusiastic people together, and boy, is it uh, it's a good time. Just like uh, uh, Rosita and Moses, right? <laughs> so, 
uh, you know, they're, they're great people. Um, yeah, I, I really wish you'd come to World Finals. You can meet uh, meet uh, Rosita and uh, Moses. They're 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 a party by themselves. Okay. Uh, they're great people. Um, they're super enthusiastic. Um, our, by the way, I just want a quick quick shout out RP. RP, send us a tip. If you guys want to send us a tip, right above us is our Cash App and our Venmo. But RP, send us a tip. Thank you, RP. Hold uh, on, but hold on. We're, we're not dancing, are we? <laughs> this isn't an OnlyFans page, okay? Oh, no. okay, okay. I'm just making sure I, I didn't bring my clothes for it. <laughs> but, yeah, RP said um, three to four uh, for that class now to win that is um, – is a 175 to, plus to win that Super Street three to four now, and that's an extreme think, vehicle. Then well, and that's then, an extreme. Well, and, and then you also got to take into consideration that the meters are about seven dB now down than the stick mics were, so that means for those mics for it sure. would have to be a 180 plus on a stick. For mic. sure, but still and, for and that for a Super insane. Street 175, uh, 175. Yep. Yes, sir. Super Street, Super Street, three to four. <laughs> hey, we just had a guy in Super Street. No, I'll do a one seventy three. Oh, sick. <laughs> but you know, you know, to kind of go back on what uh, people had said, people had said, man, back then I pulled up in a mini truck, and then everybody had vans. Now in that class, the, the top guy has a mini, well, has a little truck. So, For real? Wow. Yeah, kind of see that going back around. Wow, that's Gorman, uh, right? Gorman uh, Cassidy yeah, has Gorman's got like a dot Dotson something or other truck, right? Yeah, Dotson truck. Yeah, and RP says uh, Super Street one to two is one seventy four, <laughs> and No Walls is in the seventy threes. Um, I don't know what man back then. Dude, back then that numbers. was back then that was an extre in the extreme class though well, yeah. not in the freaking super street so what are they doing 185s in extreme <laughs> uh yes 185s i i think uh didn't um alan dante show a 186 point something in the extreme uh, yeah but that's alan dante let's not that that, that no <laughs> that let's doesn't talk count about, <laughs> no that doesn't count that guy's by himself bro he's uh damn and he just changed batteries so he just went to like, lithium. Yeah, I think I and you gotta remember if you follow him, bro, he's been running the same batteries for like almost what 10, 12 years, he, something been, like yes. that. And man, I can't believe the power he's still getting out on. So just imagine now that he got brand new lithiums. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to imagine I, what he's gonna do. He's gonna break that mic. Uh, 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 RP says it's 184.5 in America. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, that was, um, who did that number? Uh, I'm sure RP it? knows. It was RP. <laughs> it was, probably was RP. Damn. So, Damn, 184? Holy yeah. crap. Yep, yep. No. Well, you got to understand, right? So you're looking at the subwoofers, you're looking at the amplifiers that are around today versus when you are talking this time, right? Like, yep. before you would stick a subwoofer into a light socket. It might last a second and a half, two seconds. Now they got woofers that you can plug into a light socket and they're going to sit and bounce off the floor for, <laughs> you know, 10, 15 minutes. Right, man. I never done that. You know, Oh, you didn't believe it or not. No, uh, I would never do that to a subwoofer, man. I'd uh, rather make sure she's playing music. Not, not to destroy the hell out of it. Damn. A subwoofer. 
Yes. You know how expensive the parts are nowadays? <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, and, and then, you know, and now you can get, shoot, what what are they at, like 25,000 watt amps? There's tons of 25,000s out there now. Yeah, and I mean, you not, didn't even, you couldn't even link enough amps together to get 25,000 watts back then, right? No, not to mention the high voltage ones are stupid. Yeah. Just, that That's completely stupid i mean what 200 and something volts of bull crap like that it's stupid right but uh that's not me <laughs> so so but so db drag you didn't uh nick Samino finally chimed in a little later than ever yeah. you go uh 30k clamped is what he's seeing on one amp from him that he's using Jeez. um and uh crossfire 16k <laughs> beast mode he says uh, that's what RP says. It runs uh, the Crossfire 16Ks. Oh, um, that's the uh, that's the old Chris Norris van, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, I know you're talking about that. Okay, I okay, uh, I know Ma that van. Mario Perella says Omega 40K, or is that a myth? So, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about an Omega amplifier off the top of my head. Um, I try not to pay attention to people's equipment because that way, as a judge, if somebody asks me, I don't have the answer, right? Because I'm supposed to be impartial. Yeah, um, that's, so, that's respect. That's how it should be. Yeah. So um, then you start doing IASCA base boxing. Now, I will tell you, and I've mentioned so, on here before, is DB drag, The if I were to do any other format, other than DB drag, 100% would be base boxing. I think that is the greatest non-DB drag format out there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Or maybe even just start with the rules, the basic rules, so that people can understand what you were doing and why you were doing what you were doing. So just to start on that, mm -hmm. the, the rules has changed completely. Okay. As far as, as, far as I can remember, what I know still a little bit about it, they have completely changed. There's more classes. Okay. So back then, the highest class was heavyweight. So all the vehicles there were pretty much super street vehicles. Mm -hmm. Just with a lot, you know, just musically, you know, you can musically do it. But I still remember before I even started doing uh, bass boxing, when they used to do it in spring break national years ago of course there was one round that it was depending on the amount of people that you get to cheer for you right that right was one crowd round. appreciation was around exactly yes. and so there was all kind of creative stuff that was cool but when i started that was pretty much gone already Okay. It was more of the competition, the three rounds, the 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 door, you know, seal, one door open, two doors open. Okay. And then you can have blockers. Um, there was one year they even had you can only have X amount of blockers. Um, but now I think I think now it's you know you can block like it was back then. Mm -hmm. But that has you know it has changed a lot on that because. I mean, I don't see it as, as as like it was when when I was back in that spot. I remember going to you know Spring Break Nationals and when me and Frankie realigned up, man, it's just like big old crowd and you have 
literally like 30 people on my side, like 30 other people on his side. And we actually all knew each other because, right. you know, they're from Tampa, you know, I mean, back then, base boxing was more into the Florida environment, I guess. Right. Um, and literally, I think every category was dominated in Florida, you know, and well, well that's like not, Cyclone now is pretty much dominated in California. Right. Exactly. Similar thing. Exactly. Exactly. So is, uh, back base then, boxing, like, a, uh, it's musical average. Is that what that is? Yes. It's not yes. a piece. Music right? it's yep. musical average. Okay. So I remember, I don't know what year it was. I think it was uh, somewhere in when I was, because I was still doing base race. I did base race mm -hmm. for about three years or so. Mm -hmm. So it was similar to that, but then you had, you know, base race, you just do one run and it was all sealed. With the base boxing, it was completely different. It was more musical. Um, and I guess everybody enjoyed that thing a lot more so that's why i remember one year i was doing bass i was still in db drag because i don't like jumping to too many organizations like a lot of people i know a lot of people will do all organizations where they do a show right man i i i couldn't do that because my biggest thing was to compete and then demo okay that's that was my thing so if i had to do multiple organizations then i'm screwed because I have a bigger chance of breaking some stuff. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> it just, you got to remember when you're competing, you're going balls to the walls. That's how I always said it. Right. We're going balls to the walls. And um, so I remember going to one show and at that time, base boxing was for a minute. Yes. A minute on each format, right? Yeah. And I only, I went to one show. I did it. I did it for one minute. I was the only guy in the category, so I didn't have to run again. But when I finished, I remember telling the judge, I ain't doing this crap no more. <laughs> so, for a minute? Yeah. I was like, hell no. And I believe the year after I said that, they changed the guidelines to 30 seconds. Not because I said it, of course. Yeah. But I remember saying that. I was like, man, that's, that's crazy. I mean, a minute? So, and then so, you're talking three rounds. That's yeah. three minutes. Okay, no. people, you've seen you've seen a death match at World Finals, right? Oh uh, yeah, five minutes. That's kind of Jeffrey. <sighs> tell them about what I'm doing next this coming Friday night. Oh man, there's a there's a sponsor out there on on the West Coast. His name is uh, Jay. Uh, he's giving away a thousand dollars to the winner of death match. But this is going to be deathmatch on steroids because it's not going to be five minutes long. It's going to be 10 minutes long. No. <laughs> what kind of, okay, so explain to me, what are they supposed to play? A frequency or a song? Which one is it? You could play either one. Yeah, but who the hell has got a 10-minute frequency? <laughs> Who's got a 10-minute song? song? That's what I'm saying. I mean, were you supposed to change songs between that? or uh, You just have to just... put repeat. Repeat, yeah, repeat. repeat. But yeah, so 10 minutes long for $1,000 for the highest average SPL across 10 minutes. Yeah, that sounds cool. But when you start breaking stuff, it can be a lot more than $1,000. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. Well, he's also bringing tacos out there too. So he's going to have tacos and drinks. And so, I, so he, and he's going to have an after party. So this is Jay's 31st anniversary. 
Uh, oh, damn. So, you know, he, he's going to do that. We're going to do that on uh, Friday night. And so that's a good thing. But, yeah, so, I mean, you're here complaining about 30 seconds and one minute. These guys are going <laughs> to do it for 10. <laughs> so, so, remember, at that time, yes. there was none, none of these uh, – 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 watts. I mean, there were some, but they were mainly Chinese, not like the Korean now. The Koreans are, man, it's just stupid big. I don't want to imagine doing the same thing back then. I mean, I don't care how you look at it. You still got to play for, even if it's 30 seconds, you got to make sure that signal is clean. If not, you're going to be breaking shit left yep. to right. And I've been there, done that. From my experience, I got to the point that I didn't like breaking stuff anymore. It gets expensive, bro. <laughs> Just like when the windshield breaks. You know, when I broke my first windshield, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the best thing in the world. But then when you go through seven windshields in one year, not even going to, you know, the whole year to shows, but literally every show you won, you broke a windshield. Man, it, it's just like, okay, it was cool, but now it's, you know, you still got to be paying for your pocket. <laughs> yeah. There's there, there's no sponsors. They got, guys, they got guys on the West Coast that bring windshields with them to, to the shows. To the shows. Like uh, Fat Boy uh, Jose and uh, those guys. I, oh, no. The, back then, there was a lot of people did that. A lot of people yeah. did that. But yeah. still, all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on it. You have a big <laughs> chance. You still got a big chance of breaking it the next day. Yep. So that's another one. And you just keep adding and Yeah, I think oh, yeah. Jose's around fifteen windshields now. And him and his dad are just they they go do a show, blow the windshield, and then they put the new one on and drive it home. <laughs> because so oh. the, the cars on the West Coast, they compete and they drive home, which was a very similar thing to what used to happen in Florida, right? I did that I did that twice, sir. All the way from Daytona. <laughs> All the way from Daytona with broken windshields. Yeah. I did that twice, driving it, driving it, not in a tow. I drove twice with a broken windshield to my house. It's about, about an hour and a half or so, two hours. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I, I still remember, 2000, I don't know what year it was. I still remember driving with Mr. Nick Morgan. I got to mention his name. <laughs> uh, we were driving from Daytona. Broke the windshield, and all we kept seeing is the windshield coming in and coming in, <laughs> coming in. I mean, it was scary. It was scary. We had the glasses on. I said, "Hey, man, put glasses on." Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about your championships with the um, in the heavyweight division. Man, that was um, it was good times for sure. Um, it, I, I gotta thank uh, Tommy McKinney for retiring. Because as soon as he retired, I won all those championships. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was literally for four years in a row, or three, no, three years in a row, I went against Frankie Rio, uh -huh. which is my boy, of course. Yeah, I went against him. He changed vehicles a couple, literally every freaking year, I think he changed vehicle every time He's I competed trying to with beat him. You. And I'm like going, bro, your car was louder. What are you talking about? But whatever. <laughs> I, he knows He knows I'm going to talk crap about him. Um, but um, no, the, that those times were completely different than what it is. Of course, I think it was because it was done in spring break nationals and the venue was kind of big at that time. Of, you know, 
it wasn't as big as it was like back in when I started right. when literally you had a whole section of the team MTX, team Rockford, team Kicker, you know, but it was still exciting. The amount of people that you saw coming around that feeling, I have never experienced it again after even going to any show. I mean, nowadays, I mean, it's, I hate it because it has, at least here, it has dropped a lot more than, than it was back then. A lot of people took a lot of pride on competing back then. Nowadays, it's, so it's kind of different. I, I will say we have a show out here in California called um, uh, Autorama. And okay. they, actually, they actually put our stereo competition right at the entrance to the gate. And nice. they gate about 30,000 people have to walk by those cars. And we get so many people that have never been exposed or never seen this before. And they're just like, dude, this is awesome. Because very rarely do you find somebody that's into cars. Because like we said before, your enthusiasm comes through. So if you're enthusiastic about your stereo system, that's just as enthusiastic as that guy is about that 1944 fat tire that he's got over in the corner, you know, and he's showing off that car. His love for that comes through as he explains his car to it, you, just like somebody and explains their stereo system to you, right? Correct. And, yes. And so, like I said, Autorama's awesome because where, anywhere in the world do we get the opportunity to expose stereo competition to 30,000 people? I mean, that, that, that's just a phenomenal thing. That that's how it was. Uh, Spring Break Nationals. That was yep. one show I literally always look up to. I mean, it was my favorite show. Right, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm gonna say it, Paul. But <laughs> damn, you know, it was the best show, and we don't have it anymore. Um, that's when uh, I asked a World Finals was right at the beach, and yep. you know, the amount of people was cool. You know, I mean, shoot, I remember when I first started going to that event, I had to do the reservations literally in November. Wow. And the show and the show was in March. Yep. So I had to do it in order to get a room. By the time December comes, you're gonna get a shitty ass room. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> that didn't matter. You, know? you guys were screwing them up anyway. Pretty much. Well, <laughs> so they say. So Sorry. they say. But um, you know, still, you know, the 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 base boxing, regardless of just the heavyweight, even the middleweight, and all that time, the time I was in it, it was probably a little bit bigger with the people that were there that they actually knew about music not like it was back then they used to do it with the with the people outside it was just people that just didn't know nothing about stereo and they just go yeah but this was about the mic the mic don't lie right you know the mic don't lie so it was all about the competition of being better about it and you know for years for about a year or so before Tommy retired, I was literally right behind him all the time. Always, but never close to him because I always knew he was way louder than me. Always. I knew all his numbers and stuff. He always, you know, we always had that conversation, you know, that conversation. I was telling him, I said, man, regardless of what happens, I'm never going to beat you. I never will want to beat you because, you know, the person, he, you know, what he did for me. I so, will never, never. So just so you know, at World Finals, Tommy's bringing his truck back to World Finals this year. So he's going to nah. have, yeah. So he's going to have <laughs> his truck at the uh, old school meetup this year to demo oh, for people. So I'm going to call the owner of that truck and I'm going to 
tell him why he didn't tell me that. I'm just telling you, Tommy said he's he's uh, making arrangements so that he can have that vehicle out there. Uh, wow. So he can demo it. Whole problems. Wow. That's right. Yep. Whole problems. Whole problems. That's, man, that's a, I don't know, man, that's cool. That is cool. If he can accomplish that, that that's going to be awesome. I, I mean, I at least for me, too. it is. Yeah. I think for me, it is because, you know, it, it's what, you know, that truck, like I always said, you know, one thing I always wanted was to have those people around me. And when he turned that truck on, that's why he had literally the whole show around him. Yep. So that that's, damn, that's cool. That's, that's cool. I'm yeah. going to have to really damn do something <laughs> about going. I'm telling you, I mean, all the old, old folk are going to be in there. Uh, Jose Ramos, <laughs> who's the, um, uh, he is not, no, he is no longer the world record holder for demo which is Cyclone, which I'm sure you're familiar with now. Uh, play low, play loud, right? Uh, Jose's in there right now. Uh, he says, what did I miss? We missed, you missed us talking about how many windshields you blew, Jose, and how you <laughs> and your dad are damn good at changing them out. And uh, Peepo talking about how he decided he wasn't going to blow anymore. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he says, but that was a... <laughs> he says after Friday, he will be the world record holder again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, um, anyway, uh, uh, we are running just about out of time. We got about seven or eight minutes left here. Um, Jeffrey, want to hit him up for the last question? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, people. Um, sure, have you seen the show? We ask uh, all of our guests this uh, one question. Um, basically, we want to know what your definition of a base head is. Ah, that's, that's too easy, man. For me, at least it is. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, one thing is you got to love music and you got to love bass. And that, that, that to me is just a perfect combination just because, you know, you can hear a song. If it don't have bass, it really doesn't. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't. So a quick example, like nowadays with the, all the technology and crap, you're you're sitting in your car and, and, and you're hearing the radio station, you hear this song, this is what a bass it does. Damn, that song hits. It sounds like it hits. Man, let me chat that song. I want to hear it later on. And what you do, as soon as you get home, you play that song, you put it in your headphones, you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that will play my truck well. <laughs> that's when you know you actually have a problem with bass <laughs> not just the bass it but but to me it's always been about if it don't got no bass man i don't want to play it. especially in my truck not to offend anybody in all the other categories that they play just high notes and stuff no it's just because of bass head man you're supposed to like bass no matter what song it is whether it's heavy metal whether it's rap whether it's reggaeton, whether it's salsa, I mean, whether it's from Brazil, Mexico, even Mexican music got bass. You know that? I'm yeah. sure Jeffrey knows that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. So, oh, yeah. so you know, it's... It, it, it's just there's a lot of good songs out there that, I mean, I don't care what they say sometimes, but if it sounds good and it's got a nice bass and it's going to make my butt move, man, let's go for it. That's what a bass head is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, like I agree. That. 
So people, yeah, how, how do people see you, follow you, Instagram, anything like that? Or, I mean, uh, what are you doing nowadays? You building stuff? I mean, obviously you're going to be at World Finals now. Uh, <laughs> we've already convinced you. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to have to definitely do that. So, no, nowadays, man, I don't do my, So, I always think about it this way. I love the hobby so much that I don't do it for a living. Because mm -hmm. I think once I started yeah. making money of it, then I'm just going to focus on that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing wrong with that. But if you can do both, hey, I give it to you. I just can't do both. I, I cannot do both. I just, I like the hobby too much to be away from it and to overwhelm me. You know, if it overwhelms me, then, man, I just, no. I mean, I already have enough stress going to a show just to demo because I want to make sure my show is going to play and there's not going to be any problems. You know, so that's already stressful enough. I don't need other stress. So I I help a lot of my friends. And, of course, we got a team Boricua Sin Miedo. You know, it's my crew. We help yeah. each other out all the time. Um, we uh, we run a lot of different products. We don't all run the same product. We like to support a lot of companies. That's for sure what we do as a group. And then, you know, I try to help as many people as I can, you know, in, in an honest way, because I don't make money out of this. I don't. I don't. I just, I enjoy uh, going to the shows, talking to people, talking about this kind of stuff. Like, we're talking now. This is pretty cool. Uh, seeing Jeffrey here, you know, and seeing you. I mean, I never personally, I think I've met you, but, you know, uh, I've seen all your stuff. Just spring break here and there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to talk about all this stuff. So, you know, I just... Whatever I do nowadays related to car audio, it's 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 about fun, about having a good time and, and helping others because at the end of the day, like I said in the beginning of the postcast, uh, you know, people help me. So I try to do that too. I try to do that. And some people think it's not, but I try to do that as much as I can. But then you got everybody listening to 20 other, 30 other people. <laughs> but I'm always going to give you the best advice of my knowledge and my experience of what I've been through. Cause trust me, I done stupid stuff, you That's know, right. what is, you know, buying the wrong subs, buying the wrong amp, buying, you know, breaking stuff, breaking windshields, whatever it is, you live and learning. And I try to show that to people so they understand that way you don't have to spend that extra money, do it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you ain't got to worry about it. The past, especially if somebody's trying to tell you, you know, that's it. All right. So, Jeffrey, what do you got coming up? Um, we have September 10th. That's going to be Saturday. Uh, that's going to be the last weekend for DB Drag Point. Night show? So we're throwing... Yes. Yes. Good. We're okay. throwing uh, a DB Drag event at Crossfire Headquarters at Grapevine, Texas. If you guys are in the area, check it out. Um, Can you so... say hi to Roger for me, please? <laughs> I definitely will. I'm sure he'll, 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 he remembers you. So I'm sure he's got he, stories of you as well. So. He better remember me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check it out on the DB Drag Racing calendar. Uh, Saturday, September 10th is going to be at uh, 4 p.m. start time, uh, Grapevine, Texas, Crossfire Headquarters. And also for you guys that don't know, just like, Je like I've been doing, Jeffrey has started going live at his events to kind of show the – some of the event, you know, part of the event, and he does it live brackets and whatnot too. So if you guys uh, aren't following Jeffrey, make sure you follow him on uh, social media and check out some of his stuff at Boom and Audio. 
Um, for me, we got that uh, $1,000 uh, customer appreciation taco night after party on Friday night. Remember, it's a 4 p.m. start. That means we're doing brackets at 6. And it's a four-day weekend, so you guys should be able to make it there by 4 p.m. Um, we'll do brackets at 6. We'll wrap it up by 10 o'clock. And that way, Jay can do an after party there for 10 o'clock. Um, next week, we are going to do this show on Tuesday instead of Monday uh, because of the long weekend. So we are going to do that on a Tuesday night. Our guest is going to be uh, Luke. Uh, he is the current world record holder for Cyclone Demo Wall Class. And we'll bring him in here. He's a new competitor, and uh, he's got some stories of what drove him to want to do it. And, uh, you know, we always like to hear from the new guys, too, to kind of see what brought them into the, into the fold of what we do. And then following that, we are going to do on the 11th, uh, after Jeffrey's show, we are going to do the West Coast finale. We have already over $1,000 to give away cash to the competitors. So instead of trophies for the last show of the year, we give out cash. So come and get your, uh, your, your money. Um, it's going to be a $70 entry fee. 35 of that 70 goes to the cash prize to add on to that $1,000. So we're hoping to hit around three grand for the total prize fund to give away. Um, and like I said, just come out, have a good time, uh, come to Fresno, have fun. Oh, that's right. Uh, Rosita and Moses, they upgraded the event in Fresno to a three X. That's why we might have an opportunity to do a world final world or a world record. World at record. That event. Yeah. World record <laughs> yeah. at that event. Uh, so keep that in mind when you guys are, uh, coming down there, this is going to be a three X. So you, all the three X appropriate stuff you need to be ready for the proper amount of conductors, the proper amount of, uh, batteries and you know, all the other stuff we got to do sealed, whatnot. Um, other than that, uh, remember to support the people that support us right down below me. We got Stolman Transport LLC anywhere in the country. If you got to move something, contact Stolman Transport LLC. They can help you move it. He's got a flatbed. I believe he said he had a trailer too, so he can move, uh, whether it's, uh, moving furniture, moving your house from one state to another state, like all the people leave in California right now, you can, <laughs> he'll help you out with that. Uh, also, if you just have a car you want to move to World Finals, round trip or something, he can help you with that. Also, Lots of Watts. Lots of Watts is a lifestyle clothing. They've got hats, shirts, hoodies, and um, tumblers, I think, or keychains, some other stuff. But anyway, if you guys want to support those who support us, remember to hit those people up. Uh, we will be getting this out. I got a bowl here in a little bit tonight, so I won't have a chance to put it on um, iHeart and all those tonight, but I will get it in the morning. Uh, we'll put it out on the um, uh, audio podcast forums. If there's one that we're not part of and you need me to be part of it, please just let me know. Hit up Jeffrey or myself, and we will. I will get it figured out how we can become part of that platform also. Uh, besides for all that, um, Peepo, dude, so, great time with you. Hope you had a great time. I had a great time talking to you. This is a it was fun. Great stories. <laughs> um, Jeffrey, always, uh, thanks for tuning in from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, a quick thing. I just yes, want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity of, of talking here and, uh, giving the stories. It was pretty cool. 
uh, seeing you, Jeffrey, and, and John, of course. Uh, the questions, everything was smooth. I, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And, uh, man, um, I just want to thank everybody that, that has helped me through my whole entire, whatever you want to call this. Your career. They, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, the career, whatever. You know, <laughs> everybody that I mentioned here, you know, they know who they are. They know who helped me. And, uh, man, I'm just pretty uh, appreciative that you guys took the time to talk to me. And that's pretty cool, man. I appreciate it. No, and remember, next week we're going to have Luke on, uh, current world record holder for demo. So if you guys want to hear about a, a brand-new competitor and his thoughts and what drove him and where he plans on trying to get to in his career, uh, next week will be a great time to tune in. We're going to do that Tuesday at 5.30 California time, once again, the only time that does matter. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to This Week in Car Audio. We out of here. Thank you, Extreme Disturbance.